0: Plushcare.com/slash/weight-loss.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Friday Views, brought to you by Yahoo Sports Canada. You guys already know the drill: like, subscribe, tell your friends about it. I'm very excited about today's episode because we have a Raptors Twitter legend. Can we call you that? Have you established yourself as a legend?
0: A legend. Uh, sure. Why not?
1: We're, Listen. We're just- it could-
0: Coming from the goat, all right. I'll settle. I'll settle. I'm. I'm down.
1: <laughs> you know, I, I I do enjoy your timeline because you you get back to everyone, and people ask you for a bunch of trade scenarios, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be hitting you up with them too. Because more often than not, I'm just like, God bless your soul to the people who send me them. <laughs> but um, uh, let's talk. Let's talk about. Oh, I didn't even introduce you. I think I just called you a rapper sweater legend and didn't say. <laughs> you. Uh, we've got S over here. What's up, S?
0: I'm good. Good. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate you.
1: This is fun. Thank you for being here. All right. So let's talk about the game that just happened Raptors versus the Chicago Bulls. Now, before we get into the game, I just want to mention the Raptors officially have a better record than the Chicago Bulls since December 1st of 2021. So in the last two months, the Raptors have a better record than the Chicago Bulls. Now, I know everyone's going to tell me about the Bulls' injury luck, <laughs> but it's not like the Raptors have been lucky with that as well, right? So it's like, I get it. I get that that's going to be the thing. But the reason why the Raptors had such a poor record in November was also because of injury luck. But since then, they were 18 and 10. The, bu- uh, the Bulls, I was about to call them the Bucks, the Bulls are now 18 and 11. So just with this win, it got us there. Uh, now, with that out of the way, what are your thoughts on the game?
0: It was a wild, wild game. As someone who didn't get to watch the the Heat game, the triple overtime thriller live, um, to see this and see the anxiety, I can only imagine how insane it would have been to times watch three. the heat. Yeah, exactly. Times three. Um, so no, I I mean, the the adrenaline of watching this game was insane, especially after the all-star announcement for Fred Van Vliet, which, you know, hurrah. Con- con- congratulations to the to the fourth undrafted man um to to make an all-star game. But nope. The game was insane. The game, the game, you know, the Raptors, they had the the game in the balance, especially when it comes to the defensive end. They were really bothering DeMar DeRozan for three quarters. Uh, it seemed like they had figured it out in terms of, and I'll say this just in general, like the Raptors chemistry on defense has been phenomenal this month. Like they have just been on a string, especially like you said, with the guys finally being healthy. There's a chemistry building there, like they're they're figuring it out on defense, um, and yeah, that's that was great to see through three quarters, and then Demar showed up in the fourth, and you know we've we've seen that show before, so
1: we have, and that was fun, and also okay, so you mentioned it, Demar, Fred, All Star, Pascal Siakam was also brilliant today, uh, as well, just so strong, um, but something that maybe may worry some Raptor fans was just how dominant. Nikola Vucevic looked in tonight's game what are your thoughts about that and I often watch this Raptors team and I'm like they're so big against all of these other guys and then you go up against the center and you're like oh they're small
0: (laughs) (laughs) they're big compared to every other position except the five I think and the one (laughs) and yeah and the one you're right um it, it it's tough because guys like Vucevic who are so good at creating their own shot like Vucevic knows how to work as a post player um, and he knows how to deal with double teams. Like he's done it. He's done it multiple years in Orlando. So this isn't anything new to him. Right. Um, yeah. I, I think size is always going to be an issue for them, especially in that middle spot. Like if you play against an Embiid, if you play against the Jokic of Vucevic, like that type of player, the Raptors yeah. are always going to struggle against them, but I, it, that's going to be something they'll, they're, they're desperately trying to figure out an address at the trade deadline. So we'll see if, if that ends up, you know, being a thing.
1: Yeah, well, we'll get into that. And the other, the other all-star that we should probably mention is Zach Levine. Uh, Yasmin had a tweet today where she was like, he's so invisible when he plays the Raptors. And I'm like, that is my first time noticing him tonight. Like literally when she said that, I was like, oh yeah. And then of course, the second time that I noticed him with that unfortunate missed layup, um that yeah. did not uh, give, give the Bulls a chance to, to maybe, it wasn't even to tie, but it was just a quick two that they were trying to get. Uh, so what are your thoughts about how the Raptors have really been able to, and it, it's not like, Levine has just been invisible in all three games. He gets his twenty points. He's gonna get his twenty points tonight. I don't think he got there, but in the past he has. But he really, you just don't feel his mark in the same way that you feel Demar Derozan's and Nikola Vucevic's Mm -hmm. Vucevic. I hear both. I get confused. Do you agree with me on that or? Yeah. Do you think, yeah.
0: yeah? I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think it's a thing that's, that's specific to the Raptors. Uh, I've, I've had the chance to watch a lot of bulls games this season and mm-hmm. it, it, Levine. It's not that he's invisible, but because he's not as ball dominant now with DeRozan mm-hmm. in the fold, with Lonzo ball with Caruso in the fold, it just makes it seem that, you know, he's more of a catch and shoot guy, guy who's going to be like off, off 45 cuts, kind of eating, especially. And, and, he gets his 20 points that way and it's quiet because you don't notice it. I think in a lot of ways, it's like, it's, I'm not going to compare it, but OG. Yes. It's very similar to OG where you look at uh,
1: another all-star Andrew Wiggins.
0: (laughs) Yeah. You look at the ball, you look at the (laughs) box score. it's like, where did the 20 points come from? Um, So yeah, that's what it is. I think it's just, there's so many ball handlers on the Bulls that, you know, Levine doesn't have to be tasked with being that playmaker, being that ball handler. Um, And yeah, it's, it's worked out that way for them.
1: All right. Um, I like it. I like it. Having a third scorer is important for any team that wants to be uh, a champion. Um, But let's move over to what the Raptors, we we talked about it, the big hole. We keep talking about it. The trade deadline is coming up. We're a week away. Mm -hmm. I'm going to throw some trades at you because I know that's what people on Twitter like to do. All right. All right. Um, But before we get into that, I want to know. What do you think the Raptors biggest need is? Some people are team guard. Some people are team big man. Does it matter to you? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Let's hear
0: I, I, I mean, look, the, the minutes distribution, if you look at it, they are severely lacking at the guard spot. They have a lot of forwards that can mm-hmm. kind of overcompensate, uh, not overcompensate, but just compensate for them. Not having a big man. Whereas in the guard spot, it's, it's Fred, it's Gary and like Delano for 10 minutes. You know what I mean? That's really the best they can do. So I I think the guard thing is a little bit more of a pressing issue, to be honest with you. I would like for them, if they're really, really desperately looking for a big man to go and maybe hunt for him in the off season or maybe via draft and build a player if, and mold a player to the way that, you know, Messiah Jerry and Bobby Webster and Nick nurse want to do. That would make a lot more sense to me. So if they could go and get a guard versus a big, I think that that that's kind of my preference and things.
1: So. And there, there are more guards just on the market right now. I think getting a big is always you're always going to be paying a little bit of a premium um, to get one there as well. But let's take a look at some of these trade scenarios. All right. Let's hear it. So last week, Yasmin and I, we kind of went over a few of them. So I'm not going to bring you the yak which is my, my dream scenario. I know we we're Same. talking about wanting a guard, but, but yak, yak has my heart. Um, I want the Yak and Skills reunion. We also talked about, um, of course, I'm forgetting their names right now. We talked about a bunch of them. So <laughs> this week, we're going to be focusing on some new ones. There's one that dropped very recently. Actually, you know what? Let's start with the guard and a big let's start with one that can give you both especially because what I look for in a guard I'm not I don't want to speak for you here is someone who can just shoot the three I, I don't need someone that's going to be super ball dominant I want someone who can just give us some more spacing like maybe a two three uh, I know three is not a guard it's a forward but still someone like that I don't mind a one but um what about Terrence Ross bringing back another former rafter similar to You know, us wanting to bring yak back Um, Mo Bamba and Terrence Ross for Goran Dragic, Malachi Flynn and a first round pick this year's first round pick. What are your thoughts on that deal?
0: Is the pick protected or is it? Yes, the pick.
1: Let's let's say the pick is is lottery protected is
0: lottery protected. I mean, I don't. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, from from like a Raptors perspective, I feel like that's a no brainer. Um, yeah. Because especially if you're getting those two players, you're not going to be a lottery team. You're just you're not going to end up being a lottery team. I think if you probably end up pushing yourself to that fringe top six. Like, I I actually think that's that's a that's and a Nets are
1: falling every day.
0: Right, right. You know, and, and every single team in the East kind of has like a question mark to them. So it, like a lot of people have been talking about they're one win streak or one losing streak away from getting to that point. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, that's a great deal from the Raptors perspective. I probably think the the magic would want a little bit more from that. Maybe I another think. pick, maybe a Boucher or something along okay. the lines of that. But yeah, I, I think that's probably it's it's a great deal from the Raptors perspective, just from the magic. They probably want more.
1: I, I agree. And I, I think this one kind of falls under the same vein of, of the Kings probably wanting more. And if you want to add something in, if you want to suggest something, this is also not a deal that I'm particularly a fan of. It's one that I've seen just bandied about with Raptor fans. Um, and it's it's to get Buddy Heald and Rashawn Holmes, a guy that Raptor fans have been clamoring for since, I guess, <laughs> forever. I don't know, since he was a free <laughs> agent last year. Um, but uh, it, it's for Buddy Heald and Rashawn Holmes and it includes uh, Goran Dragic from the Raptors' side, Kem Birch, and Spima mm-hmm. Highlook, and uh, the 2023 first-round pick. Let's throw Ooh. some protections on that. Um, yeah. But but what are your thoughts on this? I saw this bandied about. I'm not the biggest fan, um, but but I'd like to hear your take.
0: Yeah, I'm also not the biggest fan. Um, I just didn't want to
1: get killed. That's why I keep saying that because I don't want <laughs> people to look at I don't like it. I just
0: saw it. Yeah. I, I mean, on top of the fact that, like, look, I think Rashawn is uh, you know, he he solves a lot of the problems, he's a versatile big. I don't think he's exactly the specific type of big that this thank Raptors you. team needs. Um thank you. Look, maybe maybe in the summer, I I had a totally different opinion, but now with the amount of bigs that they have, like they have the preciouses, the chems, the the bouchets of the world. Throwing in Rashawn in there, it doesn't really incentivize me too much. That's that's it. Um, on the Buddy healed front, that's just way too much money for me. I I don't think I'm I'm good on that. It's a so. big contract coming yeah. back,
1: and I also I don't think the Kings would accept it either. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, think so. the Kings are like no. I think the Kings would say no. And from a Raptors perspective, I just don't think Rashawn is the big that the the Raptors need. And if, if he was, they probably uh, would have done that deal in the summertime or uh, try to get him in the summertime. Yeah. Um. All right. So. This next one is someone who was mentioned just yesterday, um, where Time Lord, Robert Williams, I love the nickname Time Lord. Also, he <laughs> got it because he was late. <laughs> that's literally what Is it that the story? Is that how he, he got it? In. Yeah, wow. it, was set, it was set on, on, on Zach Lill. I might be remembering it wrong, but I'm pretty sure that's what it was. So this deal that I've seen, once again, just sort of rumored about, I don't know if it's I don't think it's going to be a thing, um, and I, I really don't know what the market is for for. Um uh robert williams but i really do like him i'm really high on him so and it has been reported by jake fisher bleacher report that the celtics may be looking to move him so that's where all of these rumors came from and that the raptors have been sniffing around there um and i like him he's got the seven six wingspan yes he's kind of undersized we're kind of putting him alongside everybody else but he's a true center he's not a power forward that we're turning into a center Mm -hmm. um and and so I, i do like robert williams here he's also young um and And a deal that I've seen sort of bandied about on Twitter as well uh, includes, and this is the only thing I could see to really make the money work. um uh, Flynn, Chris Boucher from The Raptors for Dennis Schroeder and Robert Williams.
0: See, I, I think I think Time Lord is way too important to the Celtics. like the way That's they don't
1: understand they right. why they're giving him up.
0: I think they're looking for, like, they're desperate. I watched the Celtics-Hornets game last night, and I was like, I feel bad for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown because they're constantly kicking out to guys that just cannot shoot the ball. Like, they have no shooters whatsoever. So, I mean, like, if the, the Celtics are calling and saying, hey, we'll give you Robert Williams, I think the guy they would look for... Is probably Gary Trent Jr. and I think the Raptors yeah. say no, right? I, absolutely I think, not, right? So it's it's just a matter of what you want versus what they want, and I don't think it's there. Outside of Jacob, Robert Williams is that dude. If you're going for a center, though, like I absolutely, you know, yeah. he fits. He fits the mold. I perfectly.
1: agree. And I wonder. I think that I think that I agree with you. Uh, I think that what the um, what the Celtics need is is someone who can create for themselves as well, because. It seems like they have a lot of creation when you have Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. But as we've seen, when one of them has a bad game, the yep. Celtics just cannot score. Yep. So just someone else who can do that, maybe coming off the bench and also just some shooting. Um, but a guy like Robert Williams feels like his talent is being wasted when he does not does not have a point guard to get him the ball. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. Jason and Jalen are not feeding him. And yeah, so. I've seen some other trades involving Marcus Smart in there, and I just don't think that that's something that'll happen because there's really no way to put in any additional money. Like, there's no way that you include a Goron in this deal to sort of offload money from the Raptors' perspective. There's just nothing that you can really do yeah. because celtics just don't have the contracts like it just it doesn't work outside of Marcus smart and I just don't see that being a thing that happens
0: yeah I agree and also like trading with the Celtics I really don't think that ends up being a thing that happens you know like yeah. I don't you know I don't I don't think those two are friendly when they pick up the phone with each other
1: And it also would be really weird to have a midseason interdivision trade. Yes, like I know we keep hearing about James Harden and, and Ben Simmons. I don't think that that's going to happen. It just feels very weird for in season to have uh, an interdivision trade. Yes, it happened with Vince Carter and the New Jersey Nets against the team that what,
0: like, uh, but like also against a team that you probably will end up facing in the playing game if you yeah. end up being a playing team. Right. So, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't I don't think that makes sense for either side, to be honest with you.
1: Now, someone else who has been sort of rumored, Uh, to be out there and uh, it makes sense is Bogdan Bogdanovich and I think the price for him has gone down uh, only because well I mean it has to go down he's basically was stellar for the Hawks last year and has since been bad (laughs) he's missed a lot of time due to injury but I actually have his numbers here I didn't realize just how poor he's been he averaged 16 points last year on 44 percent three-point shooting on over seven and a half attempts a game, which wow. is just mind boggling and amazing. Um, and this year, he's down only shooting 35% on three, on six and a half attempts a game, wow. and averaging just 12 points. So just a significant decline, not to mention he's been in and out of the lineup due to injuries, and I thought that's maybe why they wanted to move off of him. I knew that his numbers had dipped. I did not expect like a 12 or 13 point dip in his three point shooting percentage. Um, So he's obviously on the market. Now, is he someone that you're interested in the Raptors getting because of his ability to hypothetically space the floor?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Also, uh, I think the reason the Hawks want to get rid of him is just because of money. Like they're trying to save as much money as yeah, possible right now. So, I sure. mean, yeah, if, if a deal isn't worse for that, I think absolutely. And if you can find a way to address, you know, their defensive woes, they might need a second playmaker. You maybe call them and entice them on Malachi Flynn and sell them on the idea of, hey, he can maybe be your playmaker off of the bench you say hey Chris Boucher has had this phenomenal season he can be your weak side rim protector maybe you know you get on the phone with them I don't know
1: yeah they'll take any of the expirings on the Raptors (laughs) just to unload some of their money um there but yeah it'll be interesting okay so those are some of the trades that I wanted to talk about now did I touch on anyone that you are really gunning for or want the Raptors to to see
0: this the one guy the one guy I I mean I'm interested in to say the least is eric gordon um that's my
1: that's my favorite right now that's your dude we talked about that last year with uh, last year last week with with uh yasmin
0: yeah i I mean just to reiterate i guess like right now the rockets asking price of a first round pick might be a little steep but if it's if it's like two seconds plus a malachi flynn plus Drajic, you know i mean you might you might listen you might at least seconds and malachi i'm just saying look Look, he's he's had an incredible year, by the way, like he's shooting 43 oh, yeah. percent on
2: on ridiculous
0: on ridiculous insane. attempts. Um, I just think he addresses a pretty big need. It is a hefty price to pay. I don't deny it. But the non-guaranteed money, I believe, on a second year makes it a little bit. you could You're more comfortable with taking it. I don't know. I would seriously look into it if I'm the Raptors, to be honest with you
1: i i'm all in on eric Gordon. i just the price tag is always especially because he's gonna want to go to a contender right now and he could help anybody out anyone who shoots 45 percent is just a catch and shoot yeah. guy it, everybody wants him but yeah no I'm, I'm with you on that one i'm with you on that one um do you think that the raptors i mean we know that there are shopping going on uh do you think that boucher gets moved as well
0: I think he's ended up being a little bit too substantial for them, You know. But do you it, think
1: that that kind of puts him in that Norman Powell category where You're right. Like,
0: Ugh, yeah. Now and I got to pay him. You got to pay him, right? That's that's the word you have in the off season. So like it's it's a it's a double-edged sword because he has turned it up the past couple of months and you know, he's he obviously played phenomenal tonight as well. You know what he can bring as you know, the way the Raptors play in the offensive rebounding, how important it is to what their offense is. Um, a guy like Boucher is crucial. Yeah. But at the same time, if you can address a couple of different problems by moving him, if you can get a first round pick, an extra first round pick by moving Chris Boucher, I think you do it because you're you're probably not going to end up paying it.
1: Yeah, no, I think that that's entirely true. I talked about it. I I kind of called him the Norman Powell of last season, where if the Raptors can just get something that's younger and if if they believe that Precious could be that guy, I don't know. I don't know what the Raptors are planning on doing. Anyway, I wanted to talk a little bit about Gary Trent Jr., who's been setting the league on fire. He had the chance to get to beat DeMar DeRozan's record for most consecutive 30-point games uh, as a Toronto Raptor. Did not get that chance. Although in my books, he.
3: If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers.
1: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
3: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com.
1: Has because that three that he hit in overtime, I think was worth however many points he needed to get to 30. I think he ended up with, what, 16 on the night um so do the math for me 14 that three was worth 14 points in my book um uh what are your thoughts or 17 i guess it would have to have been because yeah yeah, yeah
0: um i mean that is
1: not my strong suit
0: (laughs) gary gary's been phenomenal um yeah you know there's a lot of talk and i know i i had that tweet where i was kind of just like asking a question asking about his ceiling what do you guys think you know and yeah it might be a little bit of a redundant conversation at this point because who knows he's he's stupid young he we have no idea yeah throw it out let's 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 throw out any type of expectations Uh,
1: here because like it, like, you know what? What what did what did Blue Ivy say? Never seen a ceiling in my life. Uh, that's how <laughs> I feel about any raptor right now. Um, because we've seen it. Like what is Pascal ceiling? I don't know. I still don't know. It. He's twenty seven. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. Bleed, like who knows with any of this? Um, so throw yeah, the, the ceilings out. The, yeah. Sorry.
0: The, the growth charts for all of these Raptors just don't even make sense. Like no. they're not on the elemental charts. It's just out of this world, the way they're developing. So like, I, I agree with you there. The sky is the limit for Gary Um, in terms of the things that I'm kind of hopeful for, for him to get better at is, you know, his ball handling, his creating for himself off the dribble. Like that's just stuff that is going to end up happening over the next couple of years. It'll be interesting because like, the norm comparison will always be there, right? We're, yeah. al- we're always going to go back to norm and say, okay, this versus that. And I think within the next couple of years, we'll end up having our answer of who is definitively going to be better. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of just like insane growth charts for Toronto Raptors, Fred Van Vliet just has one of the best stories in basketball, period. He was undrafted then becomes a G League champion, then becomes an NBA champion, and then gets an insane deal as an undrafted player, one of the biggest uh, undrafted deals ever. Um, And now is the leader of a team, which is so crazy. If you had told me watching that preseason game with him guarding Stephen Curry, However many years ago, when he was looking to make the team um and, and wasn't a guaranteed contract, that he would eventually be the leader of this Raptors team and they're and an all-star, their all-star. Uh, my mind would have been blown. But that's exactly what he's been able to do. He's phenomenal. What are your thoughts on Freddie V, the actual all-star? Maddie can can, can stop saying it or continue <laughs> saying it because it's actually no, true now. No, now I'm he'll sure. be like.
0: Now I'll say something like all-star Van Vliet, like he'll switch it up. I know. It's got to be all
1: NBA now. Yeah, all all NBA. NBA (laughs) (laughs) Um,
0: No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Fred's Fred's growth has just been incredible. Uh, I saw a clip right before we jumped on about Kyle saying, you know, that's my youngin. I'm very happy for him. Um, And it's just cool to see because he really is a torchbearer, right? A guy who's passing on the torch from one generation to another for Raptors fans. I think it's really cool because at, at the end of the day, you see glimpses of what it was with Kyle and him, especially this year. Yeah. Um, and obviously both you, you and I, massive Kyle, <laughs> Kyle, Our fans. It's, it's, it's fun to see. It's fun to see that there's, there's this um, there's this culture that Fred completely understands and, and knows, and it's kind of transitioning into this new era as well. I'm, I'm excited to see how it rubs off on the youngins like Gary and Scotty nog because you know they, they now get to experience it from fred's perspective
1: yeah it's so crazy to me that gary is is a young and, and i was just like wait oh yeah yeah yeah, he, yeah. he's literally so he's so young he's so younger
0: crazy. than malachi flynn younger which is
1: malachi flynn yeah and 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 um jaylen
0: J- Jalen smith you about- no? uh, not, sorry Jalen harris Jalen harris
1: jalen harris my gosh Ah, so sorry ah, jalen harris i completely forgot that i spaced there's so (laughs) many jalen's in the league okay there
0: there are a lot of (laughs) jalen's so many
1: jalen's in the league
0: shout out to jalen rose for making jalen a popular name
1: a popular name yeah all right so uh some guys who didn't make the all-star team is of course our guy pascal siakam what did you think about that did you think he was a snob or do do you get it
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. He's a snub. I I understand from from a voter's perspective saying like, all right, cool. You know, he he's missed a bunch of games, et cetera, et cetera. But then you can't go out and say Jimmy Butler. There we go. That's my point. You know, you you can't go out and say Chris Middleton, who's also missed a bunch of games. Um, Yeah. So the, you know that's the that's the part that's confusing to me. But at the end of the day, I I think he should have been an all star. Um, maybe when injury replacement come out for for Kevin Durant, maybe even Zach Levine because he kind of looked cobbled today. Um, if if there are injury replacements, I could see Pascal being in that conversation. Yeah, I think we're over all star for Pascal though. I think we need to shift our our attention to all NBA because that's how freaking good he's been.
1: Oh, yeah, he is 100% an all NBA player. I, I genuinely believe that Pascal Siakam has been the third best power forward in the in the league right now. Like, I just I think that he's been that in- dominant and you can say, well, it's because some guys play you know, center. <laughs> <Bad>. <laughs> it's just like it's a mix. And so like there's a little bit of tricky wording right there based off of where you're going to uh, label guys. But um, he's been phenomenal this season. Uh, at least in the last couple of months. And it's just weird to me. Chris Middleton is such a weird pick. What was, what is that? What did that happen? Sense.
0: It doesn't even Here, make sense.
1: Here's my suggestion, because everyone was so mad about fan voting. The players and the coaches did a worse job than the fans. So if this is an event for fans, give the entire roster to fans. If coaches are not going to take it seriously, if James Harden is an NBA All-Star, <laughs> give it to the fans. I'm sorry. What are we doing here? I would rather see Steve Nash be a backup guard for the Eastern I Conference saw that. That All-Stars was funny. That was funny. than James Harden. What are
0: you doing? <laughs> yeah, what I are mean, the coaches doing? Picking picking James Harden over LaMelo is a very big travesty. It is. It, it's Picking it's tough
1: middleton overdrew it's like if yeah. you want to reward two bucks why is middle like my thing about fan voting and i tweeted this out as well is fans want an exciting game right so you know you saw lots of fans being like boo why is rudy there and i'm like okay calm down Rudy's also like a third best center <laughs> like, let's, <laughs> let's calm ourselves down he he should have been starting um <laughs> but uh i get it because they don't want someone boring chris middleton does not get there based off of merit and he does not get there based off of being fun and exciting. It's literally the worst of both worlds. Why is he an all-star this
0: year? It's, it's baffling because he got the legacy selection when they're like, why? What, there's what? no, there's no what, le- you know, shout out Nakias Dun- Duncan. I love you, bro, but th- there's no legacy to be had here, man. I'm sorry. You know what I mean? And on top of that, he's this, this year he is having one of his worst seasons like yeah. it, it, i there's no logic behind making and him an drew all-star
1: has, like drew has legitimately like i i would have had no issue with drew being an all-star you want to give the the bucks two all-stars and totally for that i think drew has been the all-star for them alongside giannis i thought that that's what it would be and it wasn't which is so confusing to me um but yeah. So that's in the East. What about the West? Did you, did you have any snubs over there? It's a little bit harder because of so many injuries, but yeah, yeah.
0: I, I'm going to be honest. I think the West was pretty good. I, I, I didn't really have anything that was super eye-catching. I think the injury replacement for Draymond Green will be interesting. There's a mm-hmm. couple of guys there, you know, whether you pick uh DeJounte Murray, if you pick a Jaron Jackson Jr. Who would, be my pick as as a guy i I really like him i think he's he's in there for his defense and then you know the deandre and brandon ingrams of the world as well like there's a lot of guys who can who can fill in for that reserve spot it just it depends you know what flavor you like i guess of basketball player but yeah
1: and that's kind of that's kind of the name of the game when you have andrew Wiggins being a starter but you know what (laughs) i'm totally fine with that i'm gonna stop complaining about it because the coaches (laughs) what are they on what yeah. are they? What is J- James Harden needs a break? He does not want to be playing more basketball, okay, guys. Did you see what he did in Sacramento? He needs a break,
0: yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, less basketball, more of a break. <laughs> 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 so, Lamel, so who are your biggest snobs again? You had Lamelo,
0: yeah, Lamelo, Pascal. I, uh, I I would say I'd be remiss without mentioning this, Jared Allen absolutely yes, jared allen, of course. wild that he yes. didn't get anywhere i would love to go back and see what the votes were uh, for the coaches and see how far he fell because it's just crazy to me that jared allen is not an all-star i mean yeah there's I think he will be
1: the injury replacement i don't think it's going to be pascal siakam i think it'll be jared allen and i think that that's deserved because he yeah. should be there as well
0: yeah absolutely yeah that i mean they're in the east there's way more snubs in my opinion than the west like the west yeah. i think they've kind of figured it out pretty properly but um in the East, it's it's absolutely the guys you mentioned: Lamelo, uh, Pascal, obviously Jared Allen, uh, Drew Holiday, right? Just Chris Middleton is a it doesn't even make sense. It just doesn't make sense.
1: Chris Middleton, Jimmy Butler, James Harden. I'm sorry, guys. I just don't see it for you. Yeah. I just don't see it this year.
0: <laughs> but our uh, our Fred Fred Van shout out our guy to get it. He got in.
1: I was so nervous, like when I saw Darius Garland and Jimmy Butler, I was like. Oh, it's not looking good. <laughs> it's not looking good for Freddie, um, but he made it in. So congrats to Fred Bleet on being an all-star. Thank you so much, S, for joining me on today's edition of Friday Views.
0: Appreciate you. Thank you for having me.
1: Thank you.
2: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do,